What's up, Wisconsin? Welcome back to the Inside Wisconsin Show here on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. Trevor Thomas, ESPN Sports Center's John Anderson, J.A. Yeah, this is a guy from my childhood today, and I know it was one of those years where you were maybe a little bit older, but it was a hell of a run by those '90s Packers. The Grave Digger, Gilbert Brown, today on the show. What are your memories of him? Um, that he was a really big dude <clears throat> that wreaked a lot of havoc. That, you know, he just went and and he took care of the guys up front, sometimes one, sometimes four, <laughs> you know, kind of whatever came down. The nose tackle position, that's one of those, right, where guys start at your size at the NFL career at 6'8", and they finish up being 5'11 and a half. Um, right. You know, actually, and you don't want to be that tall to begin with a nose tackle, but um it's funny, as popular as, you know, Leroy, we've heard Ron Wolf tell you, Leroy ran the ran that locker room and reggie white was clearly the most dominant player on there i'm not so sure that of all those guys the most beloved wasn't gilbert brown you know especially from a fan perspective absolutely maybe yeah we'll maybe learn more from the the locker room perspective and how all that shook out but as a fan you could name off some guys on that team don't get me wrong but there was maybe nothing more recognizable than the grave digger itself as the lambo leap in that time frame but uh, anyway, we're going to learn a lot, I think, from the grave digger himself, Gilbert Brown. Here we go on the Inside Wisconsin Show. The Inside Wisconsin Show is brought to you by American Family Insurance, Aaron's Company, Lane's Farm and Fleet, Capital Credit Union, Festival Foods, Quick Trip, Miller Lite, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, Provea Health, and the University of Wisconsin-Platteville. Hey, remember to subscribe on YouTube, leave a review, smash the like button, just get with us. At Prevea Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Green Bay, we know power starts with the hips. That's why Dr. Michael Ryan and our team of experts provide comprehensive and advanced hip care unlike anywhere else. Come to Prevea, where we can preserve your hips so you can pursue your goals. John, the man needs no introduction. As a matter of fact, you can see it, but nobody else viewing can. It says Grave Digger on his name. Gilbert Brown on the Inside Wisconsin Show. What's up, man? Thanks for being here. Hey, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I love that you can get some mileage out of that to this day. What are you, 50-something? And, and, and the moniker still sticks. Did you ever think when you decided I'm going to put the shovel in the ground that, you know, 30-some-odd years later, that's how you're like, people call you that more than your first name. I imagine. No, they just call me Gilbert. They do. Yeah. All right. When they go through that, let's start at the beginning. How does a guy that gets drafted and should be a Minnesota Viking in the third round ends up as a pattern? Yeah, hey, first of all, first of all, don't start it off by saying anything about Minnesota. If you like, <laughs> I ain't mad at anything. Like living there, or if you don't want me to turn this camera off, don't say nothing about Minnesota. Okay. Uh, then we'll pick it up at the beginning with Green Bay. How is it you found that that was your home in the NFL? That's the only team I ever played for. Mm-hmm. The only team I recognize was the Green Bay Packers. And I'm how is it? How is it you found that to be your home? Like, how is it? Why was that fit right for Gilbert Brown? Well, I mean, for 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 some guys that um, play this game. I don't know. Uh, I, I was definitely not going to be a journeyman, as they say, or bouncing from team to team. If I if I stay with a team, I'm gonna stick with a team. So that's what I did. I stick with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I bleed green and gold. Uh, never was. I'm from Detroit, so I never was a Lions fan ever. 
So um, I'm just happy with where I'm at. Did you grow up as a Packers fan, Gilbert, being a Midwest guy? No, I wasn't. Um, I wasn't a team fan guy. I was a. Uh, I was an Eric Dickerson fan. So if he was with the Rams, I'm a Rams fan. If he was with the Colts, I was a Colts fan. So couldn't do so, like couldn't do it. Didn't do it. So when you got here, that was during the time where one could call it a rebuild of the Packers in the early 90s. As a, as a fan, you bleed green and gold. How do you compare that time to today? Mm, kind of in a rebuild. Well, I mean, I mean, certain things got to happen. You know, uh, if you run the table for so long in your division, you know, the scrubs usually catch up. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's happening right now. The scrubs, the the Lions and Vikings uh, uh, and Bears, you know. I mean, you know, I come from that division where it was the black and blue division where we had Tampa Bay in there, you know what I'm saying? So it was a uh, it was it was a different time. But um, the thing is, is that um, you felt the rebuild. Uh, everything started to really go on board when Reggie White came in the house. I mean, it just I mean, because back then, Green Bay was uh, – you've been shipped to Siberia if you go to <laughs> in Green Bay. So um, uh, Reggie and, and uh, Reggie started it all, man. I mean, even though, you know, him and Brett probably came in 92, I think they came in about the same. But when Reggie came, that's when the people started coming. So you get to play next to him, uh, Sean <laughs> Jones, Santana Dotson, the four of you. Uh, that was that was a fearsome group. What was the camaraderie like uh, of, of you, those four that started and the rest of the rotation that was on that defensive line? Well, I mean, Reggie White was the lead dog. You know, Reggie was um, – I mean, like I said, it all started with Reggie. And then I think our Super Bowl complete was when we got Santana Dotson. Um, you know, we always had different guys at that position. I mean, I'm, I can remember the Yurkovichs and and, and uh, all those type of guys, but which were which were good players. But uh, as soon as we got Santana, everything started clicking. I mean, uh, Fritz uh, nickname for because Fritz understands the game so well, and he always says, I "Always start up front," and I believe that to this day. And uh, the nickname he gave us was Three Oaks and a Stump. So you, you can tell who the, <laughs> who the stump was. But um, um, just having a guy like that that really understands the game, knowing that the defense plays off the strength of the defense, which was our defensive line. And when we put it all together, it worked. <clears throat> so when you got here and then the success that you had, did you expect to be – the fan favorite that you were. I mean, there wasn't a single person that didn't know who 93 was, even though we couldn't read Brown on the back because it was tucked up underneath that neck roll. But, man, <laughs> you're still a fan favorite today, was it? Did you expect that? No, I mean, I mean, you know what? I think the fans gravitated to me because I was a guy that just did, just did my job. You know what I'm saying? I kept my linebackers pretty. I didn't run up the field. I, I, I did my job first then made the play. And I think that's why the fans like me because um, I was just a guy just like them, just out there playing the game and 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 uh, doing your part to um, make the team win. You know what I'm saying? And it's just um, 
And I don't get me wrong, it was a tough part, you know what I'm saying? Because at that nose, I was a true nose tackle. I wasn't, you know, I'm in a defensive mon uh, defensive tackle moniker, but I was a true nose tackle. So I had to take those double teams on so the linebacker can flow. But then again, after I did all that, I had to make my plays happen. You see what I'm saying? I couldn't, mm -hmm. it just didn't come to me. I had to make it happen. So that's what made it special for me. Yeah, because that is a thankless job, right? The defensive ends get to rush down there. They get the sexy sacks. The linebackers, as you said, they get to run around. They're free because nobody's on. Like, that. that's a hard, dirty job. Like, what did what did Monday after Sunday feel like? Because every play, you're in it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was tough, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you, you always ended up on the bottom of the pile, getting your hand stepped on or – somebody doing this, that, or the other. And, and, and it always goes to show you, it's kind of like when we used to beat the crap out of Chicago, we really enjoyed beating the crap out of Chicago. I go bear hunting with a switch. And, um, but on Monday morning, <clears throat> you knew you played the Chicago bears because mm -hmm. they, they, they whole game was trying to pound the ball, which was my specialty is let's play. If we're going to play that run game, I'm ready for it, but you know it's 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 a uh, uh, being a Green Bay Packer man um, and being in those type of battles. You know, back in the day, the, one of the oldest rivalries in football, and going against them sorry Vikings and different things <laughs> like that. It was pretty fun, man. Did you get the sense that Packer fans understood that position of yours, which is occupying blockers and clogging things up? And it might not be the sexiest stuff on the back of a football card. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my stats show it, man. That um, that's why you know everybody always talking about, man, you know, Green Bay Pack Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, and all that stuff. But Pro Bowls and different things like that. That's where it sucks for me. That's where it sucked for me because no one really. Uh, puts in a true nose tackle. See, I was a defensive tackle. So the, like when you say the sexy guys, like the Warren Saps and all those guys, they're going to get all the nods to go everywhere because, you know, they're the three, the Santana, they're the three technique, getting up the field, get being able to get the sacks. And I was the guy that was just sitting there taking on double teams and making plays happen. So, I mean, it kind of sucked sometimes, but I did my job and I did it well, so. So when you did your job, you come up with the most iconic celebration of a sack ever. John and I were talking off air that there's been a few. We'll recognize a couple maybe, but yours is by far the most recognizable. When you dug the fake grave at Kansas, did you think it was going to stick and turn into what it did? Maybe what's the origin story of all that? No, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know, you just do stupid stuff, man. You know, and I was out there and I, I did it the first time I ever did it. Uh, I swung my leg up too high, fell on my back. And my mom, out of 60, 70,000 people at the University of Kansas, I heard her. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I don't think I'm going to do that no more. So, And when I got to Green Bay, man, the opportunity uh, persisted itself, as they say, and I did it. And, you know, the nickname came from Reggie White himself, so. I, I, I love that part about it, so I just kept it, you know. I don't think I knew that. Did you know that, John, that Reggie gave it to him? I did not. Huh. 
but if you know if it's endorsed by you know the right Reverend Reg, I'm all right with that. <laughs> when it comes, listen, these things take time to perfect. Leroy's first Lambo leap was not great. It took Robert Brooks to to uh, to protect that thing. Yours though, proprietary. Like nobody ever decided to do that. Did you ever get any flack from an offensive lineman, from a quarterback, an offensive player that was like, go back to the huddle? Who cares? <laughs> no, one, no one cares about it. that's just like somebody asked me today i mean uh a week or well they always ask me that and my 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 reply would be when they say who was the toughest offensive lineman you ever went against i said i ain't met him yet and i'm still looking for him <laughs> let's go that's like in the wake of dick butkus's packet uh uh passing they asked him if he ever had any regrets about guys he hit and he said they know what they signed up for Right. He just said, he goes, you know, you signed your permission slip. Yeah. So this, this is how it goes. He was a true competitor. So when you do that, then the fans fall in love with you. But in some way, you fall in love with Wisconsin. I mean, you took a pay cut to stay here to play for the Packers. And you are as Green Bay Packer alumni recognizable as they get. So in your career, we all fell in love with you as fans. But later now, I mean, we're still in love with you, frankly, Gilbert. What? How how did you fall in love with us though too? Well, I always I always had a moniker. I'm a mama's boy, you know what I'm saying. So um, I wake up every morning. And I say, uh, how can I make my mama proud today? You know what I'm saying. So I try not to get into stupid stuff and crazy stuff. I try to keep, you know, my nose clean. I got uh, a foundation that does 159 different children's charities, which I really enjoy and. Uh, some of those things keep your mind off of football because some people don't understand a, a, a guy like myself that played football for so long and you take it away, that's a void in your life, man, because mm-hmm. it's uh, it's in your DNA, man. Um, sometimes in the summertime, I'm outside cutting grass and I smell the grass and it's warm out and my body gets to twitching. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, I just love the game, man. I, and I watch these, some of these young cats nowadays and it pisses me off because I don't like the, you know, some of them just out there collecting checks, man. They're not really playing the game with how it's meant to be played. And, um, you know, so, so sometimes I watch the game, sometimes I don't. It just depends on who's playing. Mm-hmm. So I, I ask guys a lot of times if there's a saying – or a, a, just a mantra that a coach gave them that they hear in their head all the time. So I guess I'll switch it up with your mother. Like, is there something that she says or she said to you that just was kind of ingrained in every day when you say you get up and you want to make her proud and don't want to embarrass her, uh, that she said that you hear that runs through your mind? It's not It's not the things that she said. It's the things that she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom um, took care of five, six kids. Um uh, made sure everything was good for us. No matter how she had to get it done, she got it done. So she was my role model. I mean, she's the one I could see. She, I, I could touch her. I can, whatever. I could see her faults and I could see her strengths, you know, and see how she battled through things. So that was my role model. So, I mean, I, why, you know, it's, it's kind of like when guys say, I'm not a role model, but you are. The kids mm-hmm. emulate. The kids emulate what you do. So if you out at the strip club or you out drinking and doing all that crazy stuff, the kids gonna do it, man. So you know you gotta you gotta find ways to. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I, I, I make mistakes too, but I try my best to do what I need to do to 
be a Green Bay Packer uh, person they can look up to. In a mid- you go, John. Sorry. And amid 60,000 people, you can pick her out in the crowd at, at, at KU or at football games. Oh, absolutely. My mama used to have a big switch, man. I can see her everywhere. No. No. That what you just said about keeping your nose clean, being an NFL football player is not an easy thing to do. A lot of guys struggle with that. Yeah. When you look back and then compared to how your mom raised you, was Green Bay an easier spot to, to keep your nose clean than, let's say, New York or Chicago or L.A.? And What do you remember about that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, the other team that your friend over here was trying to allude to, <laughs> you know, um, it's temptations, man. And I, I told somebody, I told somebody uh, a year or two ago, I said, man, when I was there, I was sitting on a couch next to Prince. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? When I get to Green Bay, I'm sitting on a, 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 a bench next to KF, uh, Colonel Sanders at KFC, the little fake thing at the uh, KFC. So that's the <laughs> difference. You know what I'm saying? It's like I thank God that um, it happened the way it did because, uh, you know, where other, where other place can you go where you just went to this grocery store and you saw – Aaron Rodgers walking down the, the aisle getting a, 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 a box of a cream of wheat or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you can't, you can't get that anywhere else because in other than those big cities, you'll never see them. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's the down home thing about Green Bay is that you we are the community, just like the community is us. So the flip side of that though is if you're in some of these big cities where there are some more temptations or more or, or, or things that are more readily easily to to come around in Green Bay, you're also there's no place to hide, right? Like you can New York's got a lot of places, and if you go screw up somewhere, chances are it may not show up here. Did you ever find Green Bay too small, too confining? And because we've heard players say that, oh, that yeah. it's hard to just be. Uh, it's hard enough to be anonymous if you play for the Packers. It's hard enough to be. It's harder to be anonymous if you're six, you know, six foot tall, six three, or whatever it is, and, and three hundred pounds. Everybody knew back when I was playing. Best Buy was the meeting spot. Everybody <laughs> knew Tuesdays all the new releases and stuff come out. So yeah, we walking to hey man, hey hey, see you at practice tomorrow. You know, it's just like, you know what I mean. And it's kind of like. Uh, it was it, it was good, but it was bad too, you know, because then you know if people find out where you live, they're pulling up in your driveway or they're knocking on your door, mm-hmm. or, you know, um, you know, you got you go out to the mailbox, there's a dude gonna jump out the bushes at you. Will you sign? Will you sign? Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, man, I mean, I would never left Green Bay. I love Green Bay, and um, it's just a it's just a part of me now. Trev, Trev alluded to, they say you took a pay cut. Like, I feel like you still got a raise. You just had a chance to make more money elsewhere. Yeah. You talked about the loyalty. Uh, can you can't, Can you walk us through kind of the negotiation of how that worked that, that you know, because you don't want to surrender on the spot, obviously. But how did how did that take place, that you wanted to be here and, and you made sure it happened? Green Bay knew they had me. I mean, I mean, I wasn't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Um, you can you can play the game if you want to, but see, here's the thing: I love to play the game. There is no other place where you can choke somebody and not go to jail. 
You see what I'm saying? <laughs> and out there on the field is 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 where it is because on the field I can be whoever I want to be. I can be a monster. I can be a terror. You know what I'm saying? But once you take the helmet off and you get in the community, you got to be, you know, you got to be a human. You got to be a gentleman. So I knew that place where uh, it was just so comfortable. I get to go back and play with Reggie White. I get the chance to go to another Super Bowl with Brett Favre. You know what I'm saying? And I got different things that I can do. Why would you want to leave it? You know what I'm saying? For for a few dollars a month. Now, when I got back to the locker room, everybody told me, man, you stupid. You just left <laughs> a million dollars on the table. Is you crazy? But I was smiling from ear to ear because I, I got three or four more years to be a Green Bay Packer. I didn't care. And for that, we are thankful. All right, more Ooh. with Packers legend Gilbert Brown. Just a second. We're the Inside Wisconsin Show. The Inside Wisconsin Show is brought to you by American Family Insurance, Aaron's Company, Blaine's Farm and Fleet, Capital Credit Union, Festival Foods, Quick Trip, Miller Lite, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, Provea Health, and the University of Wisconsin-Platteville. Hey, remember to subscribe on YouTube, leave a review, smash the like button, just get with us. J.A., we are about a month out from Thanksgiving Day, and yeah. on that day here in Wisconsin, there are a lot of people that try to burn the calories before intaking. Taking, yes, that's right. It is Festival Foods Turkey Trot time. You're set. Are you still a runner, by the way? Do you run still? Um, we've kind of gotten out of our routine. You had a routine. I remember that you used yeah, to I used run to, before. Uh, yeah, I used to, and, and since the pandemic, when everybody ran and got in shape, I have gone the other way. I put on way too much weight, and I don't. Because here's the thing: I really don't like running. In yeah, fact, I hate it, but it's the only thing I've ever been good at in my life, <laughs> you know, so that's, how, that's you, how it goes. And you know a lot about it. Well, there are a lot of options for the Festival Foods Turkey Trot. Go to festivalfoodsturkeytrot.com. Maybe you'll get a little hat. Maybe you'll get a little bib. I mean, there are some things on here, obviously, if you go to the website that you will see. Top right corner, register and or volunteer. Click on that button. And there are a number of things that if you register, you get when you run in the Festival Foods Turkey Trot. One of which, J.A., when you finish the race, I believe, yep. it is a six-inch pumpkin pie that they hand you. Have a great Thanksgiving. You just burned all those calories. Now you need to replenish and get that energy back. How about one of those giant state fair turkey legs? <laughs> you see Probably that? Not, uh, 10,000 people just milling about in yoga pants and shorts and then just walking around with turkey legs. Post-rate snacks included, probably not any turkey legs. Go to festivalfoodsturkeytrot.com. They are literally all over the state for you to participate in. Uh, we had some fun with it this time last year. We're a month out. You got time to register yet. Uh, go there now, festivalfoodsturkeytrot.com. J.A., you running Thanksgiving morning? Me neither. Didn't think so. I have to get ready for football. Also true. And oh, by the way, I have to work that day. Oh, that's a that I don't even want to go into that. Oh, I'll tell you this under my new schedule. You know how many Thursdays I've worked this year? You have? Well, is and that the one? Giving will be number two. Gross. Awful. Well, thanks for doing it for all of us. Uh, that 25 years of the business will get you a lot of respect from the boys back, back in the old scheduling office. Not so much. Uh, by the way, there's a walking option, too. I may do that, but I will not be running Thanksgiving morning. But there is a walk. There's even a dog jog. Anyway, pretty cool. FestivalFoodsTurkeyTrot.com.
All right, we are in between segments with our guy, Gilbert Brown. Time for another top five list presented by the University of Wisconsin-Platteville, a top university in the Midwest. UW-Platteville ranks in the top 50 for best undergraduate engineering programs in the country and offers top-rated STEM programs in healthcare, biology, and more. Learn more at uwplat.edu. All right, John, you are in charge of the top five list this time around. What's good? Well, uh, it, in uh, fall is here, right? Fall's the air here. is crisp. The leaves are turning. People are buying mums and putting out pumpkins and making a- apple crisps and the like. And uh, I just went up with a buddy of mine and spent a few days. He had never been to some of the New England states. We went up through Vermont, New Hampshire, and and uh, Rhode Island and Maine and hit all these things. And I was... I was struck by two things. One, there are a lot of people that drive Subarus um, up there that, that, you know, aren't just moms. And then uh, these are your people. The amount of flannel is staggering. So, right. So, and, and I'm going to have to put that. So here's what it is. I, I, I made a list of my top five flannel shirts that you've worn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I had not seen that you have there, which appears just to be a nice black and white. Yeah, um, inside which, Wisconsin logo. It's a shame that we have color TV, but that's so that's honorable mention because I hadn't seen that before today. Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah. So here we go. This is <clears throat> doesn't take long. These are my top five Trevor flannel shirts. <laughs> uh, number five is the red one. I I saved the red one for Badger guests. That's my go-to for when. Sure. I believe I wore that with Joe Thomas and uh, mm-hmm. and Luke Fickle and yeah. Okay. Maybe good. even Derek Watt recently. Yeah, I like um, the red one. Uh, number four is the green one. That's number four. Okay. Okay. Number three, then, is the blue one. So I don't know. Green and blue, fairly close. I like them. I don't know if you can tell the difference. I can't. I'm color. I didn't know. I first off, I knew I had a blue one. Yeah. And I knew I had a red one, but I don't. Did I have a green one? I'm color. I literally am colorblind. I have a green one. Are you? You're, you're colorblind. Ninety percent colorblind. Yeah. Seriously. So what color are the Packers uniforms when you watch them? Green and gold. I can see that. It's just okay. the, the shades of green. I literally, I'm going to have to go into my closet and see if I have, right. I do not know that I have a green. Well, then this is planet. this is really going to throw you because number two is your other red one. Stop it. There are not. Yeah. And then number one is the lighter green one. All right. All right. Good. I mean, this is. Yeah, and then, of course, that one's honorable mention. But, yeah, so you have the red one, the green one, the blue one, then you have that other red one, and then you have the lighter green one. Those are those honorable are, mention. There are more, but those are my five favorites. Jeez. And I started the show back when we had Barry Alvarez on. Was that a red one? No. I just uh. know that you have a lot of flannel shirts. Like, outside of a lumberjack, you're the person I know with the most – flannel shirts that is a tip of the cap to my grandpa witty man he had a whole bunch of flannels and and i i grew up wanting mm-hmm. to be him and uh turns out i did just fine in the flannel maybe, shirt category maybe next show you can bring out your buck saw <laughs> i don't even know what that is gilbert save me back to gilbert brown we're back the inside wisconsin show trevor john and gilbert brown the grave digger himself Gilbert, this is episode 68, I believe, of the Inside Wisconsin Show. We've been doing this, John and I, for the past two and a half, almost three years now. We've had some people on from the time when you were a Green Bay Packer, and one of them was Ron Wolf. 
I would imagine that you have a pretty soft spot in your heart for Ron. Mr. Wolf. Yes, sir. I call Mr. him. You Wolf. call him Ron. I call him Mr. Wolf. So, <laughs> Well, I, I should have known that when I called him this morning. I literally called him this morning and said, Mr. Wolf, we're talking <laughs> with Gilbert Brown today. Tell me what it meant to you to have Gilbert show up in Green Bay. And literally, this is what he said. We did an extensive research project on him at Kansas. He turned into the player we knew he could be. That's cool to hear him say that all these years later. What does Ron mean to you, man? Oh man, he he's um, you know I I uh, I, I do a, a trivia question, and when I first got to Green Bay, my number was a ninety three, and I always tell everybody that, so I ain't gonna tell you what the number was, you know. So that's my little trivia question. But one day I was sit I was sitting in my locker. I'm always the last to leave. I'm just lazy, I guess, and. <laughs> And and but I I loved Green Bay. I loved I loved the team. So I would just sit there and all oh, even in year nine, you know what I'm saying? But I was sitting in my locker one day with that that number, and Mr. Wolf comes through and he says, he looks at me, he says, Gilbert. I said, Yes, sir. He says, um, uh, you like that number? I said, No, not really, Mr. Wolf. I, you know, I'm you know, if I can ever get my college number back, I I sure would be happy. He said, you know what? I think you're going to be a player one day. I might see if I can make that happen. I was like, oh, okay, thanks, Mr. Wolf. It hit me thinking, you know, I'm a young guy. He ain't going to give a damn what I do. Next day, I get to my locker. I had number 93 in my locker. Now, why in the hell wouldn't you want to play for a guy like that? He got it done in one day. He's the man. That's No, I think it's great. He says, someday I think you're going to be, I'll, you know, I'll I don't even know who had the number. He might have snatched it off somebody's back. <laughs> How'd you get ninety three at KU? Was that just handed out at the uh, handed out at the cage, or was that a high school thing that you tried to ask for? So, so when I got to Kansas, I w- I was a big guy, so they're gonna give me number seventy two to be the fridge, and I'm like, man, I don't want that stupid number, you know. So I had to play my my freshman my freshman year because I started as a true freshman. I wore 72, but mm-hmm. I really, I, I don't like the Detroit Lions, but I really like Jerry Ball. He was, mm-hmm. uh, he was the defensive, he was the nose tackle for the Detroit Lions, and I loved his game, and I loved the way he played the game. You know what I'm saying? Big guy rolling around, just popping people in the mouth. So I was like, that's the number I want. I want number 93, so... My 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 next year I got number ninety three and I stuck with it from there. By my math, you missed the great lion Barry Sanders by a year. I think he was eighty eight at OSU and gone. You missed him by a year. Yeah. Um, which my first year in the business, all I did uh, in the fall is I went around Oklahoma State game and I was a photographer and I had to shoot him and I like I pitied defenders trying to catch that poor guy. That was just that was awful to watch uh, how he abused people. You you reached the pinnacle. Thank God he left because we used to punish Oklahoma State. You got you were in a rare time when Kansas won some football games. Uh, as a Missouri guy, there were lean years, and as a Missouri guy, I also know what ye- lean years are. Yeah. Um, a few years back, when when Kansas was, I think number two, and Missouri was four. I'm like, this is amazing when two teams are good because usually there's all this spite, right? And it's like, who's going to win five games and who's going to win four? Um, so it's it's kind of neat those those lean years, but you you've reached the top when you get to the Packers, you got a Super Bowl. Can you compare your emotions from winning that game 
in losing that game. I'm beginning not to like this guy. I promise. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's just certain things you don't say. And Super Bowl 32, I don't even talk about it. I, I haven't even seen the game. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Um, but um, um, winning the Super Bowl is like nothing you ever – I mean, just and, – and we were so – defensively, was, we were so surprised that they introduced the defense because the offense always gets the love. Right. You know? And they introduced the defense, but it's it's something that I will never forget before we were in the back and, and, and everybody was getting introduced and uh, Reggie called us all four over and he was talking to us. I'll never, I'll never tell you what he said, but from what he said and when we broke and started going down, you can't see it, but I'm crying like a little baby under my helmet. I am crying like a little baby. And 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 the emotions as soon as you like, it's like you step through the curtain and all the flashing lights and everything. And and I'm trying to keep it together. And I'm just like, oh my God, I almost fainted, tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dog, man. You know what I'm saying? But that that emotion, that high emotion, man. And then to be able, they they always ask, what's the what's the thing, the most thing you ever remember about the Super Bowl? And it's kind of cheesy, but I, re- I I love watching Reggie run around with that trophy, man, <laughs> because he and we wanted to win it so bad for him, and all the battles he had when he was with Philly, and and that's all he wanted was that Super Bowl. That was the that was that was the icing on the cake for me. He walks when he runs around with that. It looks like the top of the little trophy I got for participating in Little League baseball because he's such a big dude. Uh, how heavy is that thing when you get it in it's your hand? It's heavy. I, I, I'm surprised he didn't fumble it. <laughs> it is heavy, man. He, he, I, I, it has to, I don't know what the weight is, but 20, 30 pounds. I don't know. It's heavy. Yeah, mm-hmm. ones are heavy. Were you surprised by how much it weighed when you finally put it in your hand? Yeah, I ain't, I, I ain't want to hold it too long because I scared I was going to drop it and break it. <laughs> I only touched it for a minute and said, here, man. Uh-uh. I'm out. Not everybody's so a natural ball carrier. No. That's fair. There's a lot of those guys that mean a lot to you, and I'd imagine, Gilbert. A lot of your teammates are lifelong friends. Yet you had a special place for the one and only Leroy Butler. I watched the in the, the, the interview that he and uh, his wife and then you did to elect, essentially introduce him into the Hall of Fame. And I laughed out loud when you said, that number 36 should never be worn again. Put it behind glass and break glass in case of emergency. Tell me about your relationship with Leroy. Oh well, it depends on the day. Cause you know, <laughs> he said, "I said he said oh, it's it's Leroy." I said, "What are you French?" <laughs> I say in Detroit is Leroy with lean on the Lee. But um, I tell you what, man, I I I um, it's it's hard to um, because he he was um, my god dog man. Um, these people keep blowing me up. Uh, just, just being on a. Let's put it this way: when I first got to Green Bay, I, um, it, you know, you, you kind of feel like, um, like he wasn't supposed, like I wasn't supposed to be there because the D line was, um, it was like an L shape. So the D line is way over here, 
Everybody's together. Everybody's like in their group, D-line. I was in between the DBs and the linebackers. Me, by myself. So I sat between Leroy Butler and George Koontz. And I thank God to this day I sat between those two because I got so much knowledge. So now, of course, my locker was their locker, so I had to supply the deodorant and the toothpaste and, you know, Leroy stealing all my cologne and everything. And 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 it was bad when after games, you know, they come in the locker room and everybody, I mean, everybody and their mama by Leroy's locker. I'm like, dude, can I get in and change my clothes? I, I tell you what, I bet you if I fart, I clear this whole place out. You know what I'm saying? So but it was it was to the point where, man, being around him made my soul smile. You understand what I'm saying? And um for him to pick me to have that honor, uh I mean, it's some of that. It's some parts of that interview. A grown a grown man shouldn't be able to cry like I did, but I did talking about him because he is he is not just my teammate. He's my brother. He's my friend, and and I still look up to him to this day. And I I thank God that I had the pleasure of meeting both of them, Leroy and George Coons, Doctor George Coons, my mind you. Mm-hmm. So you make this sound like, and I'm sure there is that you, you just had a lot of good fortune here in that you got to play with Reggie White and that your locker was in the right spot and all those things. What did you add to the team? Like, what was your part of these? We hear those other things. Like, what was it that, that Gilbert Brown brought that was special to the team that made that team and that defense successful? It wasn't my part to do. My part was just to play the game. Punish people when I supposed to. Stop the run. That was all I had to do. I, I wasn't there to impress nobody. I wasn't there to run my mouth. I was just there to play the game, the game I enjoyed to play. And you can count on me to be where I'm supposed to be, so that we can win this game. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, you you make it sound like it's fairly routine. Uh, I watched enough of it, and I've I've covered enough football to know it, it is not routine. But when you get out of the game, you're still busy. You touched on your foundation. Yeah. Um, we know you love cars and you were doing stuff with racing. Um, how did you get into kind of all these things? You talked about the void, but how is it that these things came to fill that void? Well, it's just, it's just like I say, man, I mean, when you, when you play the game like I did, man, it hurts to let it go. So you got to find something to do or it's going to drive you crazy, man. I mean, so, I mean, my cars, I love my cars. It keeps me, it keeps me grounded. You know, it keeps me doing something or something to do, you know, the love of the cars. But right now I got, um, I got three sons, you know, and um, um, watching them play the game and helping them play the game is, you know, that's what's making me happy. You know, I was just being able to, um, be a part of what they're doing. You know, my older son telling my age, he's about 30 now, but um, my, my son under him, he just got uh, at uh, Lincoln University in Missouri and he's starting as a true fe- uh, freshman. And um, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. And then I got this other kid at home. Uh, he's a, <laughs> he's a ninth grader and he comes to me a year or two ago. He said, dad, I ain't going to be fat like y'all. I'm going to be a running back. <laughs> so, so right now he's, he ain't fat. I mean, he a biscuit away from, 
doing what he got to do. But you know, it's it's uh it's amazing to see these guys um do what they do. But uh, my daughter Jada, she's the she's the boss. So it doesn't matter. She's the boss, and she she smacks them all around. Even smacks me around sometimes. That's awesome. I have an eighth grader and a sixth grader, but my eighth grader loves football, and he's the center. So maybe that'd be some good advice, Gilbert. Uh, he's up against your position. Any tips? Don't go up against guys like me. <laughs> <laughs> they may, you know, that's, that's the that, you know what the, I, whenever, whenever I'm talking to the young kids, man, I always tell them. Man, don't worry about benching 500 pounds or squatting a thousand pounds, man. Get your core strength going. You know what I'm saying? That's where all your power is. And for a center or defensive tackle or whatever, you got to be able to move guys and you got to be able to do this. I've seen guys 500 pounds couldn't move nobody, you know, benching 500 pounds. So, I mean, it's it's all about your technique and how much work you put into it. You know, and then the young cats nowadays, they got to put work into it. It ain't going to be, you know, you shouldn't want it if, it's, if they give it to you. You got to work for it, man. Who are hey, who coaches down there at Lincoln? That because we used to we used, we didn't have an outdoor track at Mizzou, so we had to go. We'd bust down to Lincoln and Jeff City to run. Uh, and I know it was Mike Jones for a while, the old linebacker for the Rams that won. Yeah, yeah, who is it? Is it Mike still there? Or they got a new guy. Oh no, no, they got a guy. By the name of, uh, his his last name is Gales. Uh, okay. Um, they haven't won a game yet. You know, what I'm saying that's that's the killer part about it. Um, but, but he, uh, you know, they're, they're fighting, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And, and I think, uh, yeah, Lincoln's only like 20 minutes from, uh, Missouri, I believe. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, but you know, the only, the only Missouri connection, because we used to, we used to beat the brakes off of Missouri too, when we was out there in Kansas, but, uh, the only, uh, Missouri thing, uh, connection I have is if you remember, uh, Doug Smith, Basketball player. Yes, um, we went to the same high school together, so it was it was uh, that was the only connection I had with Missouri. Half our team, well, ha three quarters of our team was from Detroit when we when I was in yeah. school with yeah. Doug and a guy named Nathan Bunton and Lee yeah. Coward and Lynn Hardy, all kinds of guys. You went to school with Jerome Bettis too, didn't you? Play with Jerome? What was he like? Yeah, I, I told I told I told everybody at Notre Dame they owed me money because I blocked for him and got him to Notre Dame. <laughs> I mean, but Jerome, to be honest, Jerome was a better linebacker than he was a running back. Hmm. Heard it here first. All right, we'll wrap it up with Gilbert Brown in just a second. Appreciate you being here, man. This is the Inside Wisconsin Show. The Inside Wisconsin Show is brought to you by American Family Insurance, Aaron's Company, Lane's Farm and Fleet, Capital Credit Union, Festival Foods, Quick Trip, Miller Lite, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, Provea Health, and the University of Wisconsin-Platteville. Hey, remember to subscribe on YouTube. Leave a review. Smash the like button. Just get with us. Football season is beer season. We covered yeah. that in the past. But there's also this whole TV thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I like to drink Miller Lite when we go to the Packers games, which I was at the Packer game in Las Vegas, right. by the way, and consumed some Miller Lite. I'll just put it that way responsibly. But those three things, whether it's Packers football or TV or football itself or just Beer and Miller Lite; those are those are friends. So, right, half the games are on the road, so you got to yeah. sit around somewhere and drink your beer and your watch TV. You know, true. But and I don't view this like the popularity of the Packers nationwide 
is is one well because who who doesn't want a good beer product made from you know from the homeland but yeah. like they came around the 60s packers right when tv became a, a thing it became in everybody's house and then they had such these archaic uh, you know blackout rules you couldn't dare show the home team because you were worried about the gate so in the 60s when the when the when the Giants played at home and you couldn't watch the Giants or the Bears played at home and you couldn't watch them, well, who'd they put on? They like they do now. They put on the the winningest team, the most popular team, the team that that was going to win the championship. So all of a sudden, the Packers in this little tiny town are everywhere in the '60s on everybody's TV across the country, and that's why you find Packer fans so many because kids in Iowa, yes, but kids all in Denver, all these other places because you know the AFL was just starting. They grew up on the Packers. That's the team they saw because they couldn't see their home team. True. And it's amazing. And so the Packers merged. They're the Lombardi era Packers and TV, man. They just went like that. And then if you put beer in that, and if I had a third hand, you know, like you want to put the Venn diagram of concentric circles, it's just one circle. People who <laughs> like the Packers, circle. People who like TV, circle people who like Miller light and beer. It's all the same circle. Usually you put them together and you just got that one little part. No, this is the whole thing. There's the Venn diagram of all those things. It's just right there when it comes <laughs> and to Wisconsin it. is right in the middle. Yeah. They have to bring in more Miller light when the Packers travel. They have to, it is required. I don't believe I'm not going to say they don't carry it, but I don't think they have nearly as much Miller light at that stadium in Las Vegas as they mm -hmm. did when we all showed up. And I'd like to think we held our own. Unfortunately, not on the field. All right. Make it Miller time all season long. Get Miller Lite delivered right to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Inside Wisconsin, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. And I wish football was the way it used to be, where those guys mm -hmm. went and had a smoke and a beer at halftime. Beer. Use that yeah, yeah, Lynn Dawson. I need a fresca and a, a fresca and a cigarette. Give me a heater and a fresca. I'm ready to go. We are back to wrap it up with Gilbert Brown, the grave digger himself, Trevor John, and a few for me, and then the lightning round. Gilbert, if I told anybody you were coming on inside Wisconsin, they of course talk about your move when you made a big tackle or made a sack. But the very next thing that comes out of their mouth is that giant Burger King burger called the Gilbert Burger. You have been connected with that thing since I was a kid. Now here I'm aging myself. So here's the question. What's the record for how many Gilbert burgers in one sitting back in the day? Oh, that, that, that record ain't mine. That, that would go to Reggie white. I think Reggie ate three of them, man. <laughs> he was hungry one day and Leroy can back me up on that. He ate three of them, man. Man. That's hmm. insane. Uh, John and I also talked about something called three degrees of cheese. Do you know where the current head coach of KU football is from? The current head coach? Head coach Lyrapol. Yeah, he went to uh, White. He was coaching at Whitewater, and, and now he's a hell of a guy, man. I love him to death. I, he's, he's awesome. All right, Jay, that's all I got. Your turn. All I'm going to tell you is that I, I'm going to get a hold of Lyrapol and tell the Michigan State job is open. And I think that would be great because I fear Gilbert when they hey, were. Man, will you send me your address? So I, well, as soon as you open the door, I'm gonna just punch you in the mouth. <laughs> now you're trying to take my head coach away. Yeah, because I fear he's gonna beat my team. So this is me protecting my my turf. I like I need him to do that. So you know, he's no, we we, we we keeping him, sir. 
life isn't all happy questions all the time. Sometimes we got to face some some things in our life and adversity, and we move through it. All right, here we go. Have you ever skied? I'm from Detroit, man. We okay. don't ski. We don't ski in Detroit. All right, Mr. Detroit. Uh, give me your favorite Motown group. Oh shoot! Everybody would say the Temptations. Okay, you're in with them. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna go with the group. All right. I never know. You might get a Four Tops, or you get a get a Supremes when you go through there. Uh, can you do a Reggie White imitation? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> right. One word, and you got it. It's fantastic. By the way, what was Ku's record against Missouri while you were there? I have no clue. Two and two. You may have beat the brakes off us, but only twice. That's all I'm saying. Uh, not a lion. How about a red wing piston or tiger? Any of those teams that you followed? Bad boys. Got a favorite guy? Oh, man. Uh, uh, Rick Mahorn was my guy because he was the enforcer. I like guys that enforce. Mm -hmm. By the way, I met Rick. He did not want to punch me in the face, but these, these things happen. Well, you, uh, you must have didn't talk too much. Probably not. It was it was a very quick time. Uh, you're 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 removed from the game, but does anything still hurt? Oh, everything still hurts. There's nothing that don't hurt, man. You wake up, you wake up, and you find something new. Mm -hmm. Um, why do we cut the Gilbert Burger in half? So you can grab it. I mean, I mean, if if you pick it up whole, it's not gonna it's not gonna. Um, Mm -hmm. It just got slop all over the place. That's what it is. Okay. Uh, have you ever been to the wheel in Lawrence, Kansas? Yes, I have. Have you, Trevor? I don't even know what that is. Nope. You want to tell him? Do I want to tell him? Yeah. No, because I probably got some DNA or somewhere in that place. I don't want them so nothing. Understood. That's good. Uh, John Force or Don Perdome? John Force. Really? I thought Cruz, you were really, thought, really, really, really Cruz Petrogran, but I, okay. I'll, I'll go with John Force. Okay, but Cruz I just, is my guy. Cruz is my guy. How come? Because I know him. Okay, just because you're boys. I know him personally. Because okay, because you're boys. I just thought maybe age range. The snake was probably right in your wheelhouse. No, Cruz. What is it you like about getting in and and getting under a hood and working on an engine? There's nothing like driving down a beautiful ride, a beautiful road, no bumps. You mm -hmm. had guys with music on. I turn my music off and listen to their engine purr. That's what my, and, and you know, here, here's the crazy part. I'm driving one day and I'm doing that and I got the music on. My 14 year old son turns the radio off. I said, that's my boy. That's <laughs> my boy. <laughs> I love that. Uh, tell me a Brett Favre story. I can't. Okay, very good. Is that because you're too many, or you're you're worried about a PG-13 rating? Both. Very good. Understood. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you this, man. I love me some Brett Favre, and and he did a he did an event for my foundation and different things, and 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 regardless of what people say about him, he's my teammate, and I love him, and 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 I'm and he's just one hell of a guy. Last one for me is why is the anti-bullying thing such a big deal to you? Because you basically because, made your job out of bullying people on the field, right? Like yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did it legally, um, uh, it, because I was bullied when I was young. 
you know, and uh, it's it's really uh, it's really one of those things that's near and dear to me because if you want to be real about it, man, these kids are hurting themselves because of it. And and to me, uh, football the football team was the was the savior for a lot of kids because they would they would come to that team and get that family structure or that team group. So I enjoyed it. And, and and I love I love that I can get out on my platform and help some of these kids out. So I appreciate it. And what is the message when you get in that room to both the kid that thinks he's cool because he's doing it or the, the kid on the receiving end? My message is that a, a, a bully needs an audience. If you don't give the bully an audience, it just dies. You see what I'm saying? But if you're feeding that bully, you're feeding the crap that come out of his mouth, he's going to grow. Don't feed him. Let him die. Let him be stupid by himself. Man, I love that. Silence is power. I've yeah. learned that in my older years. I'm 40 now, and I did not know that my first 15 years of being an adolescent and adult, but I can tell you that I have settled into this idea of just shutting up, and it is gorgeous. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Gilbert, this was a pleasure, man. You have some great stories and uh, just a, an awesome Green Bay personality. I think that a lot of you grew up here, frankly, and yeah. uh, we miss you. Are you coming back to uh, a game yet this season? I'm always at Stadium View every home game. Um, so I'm oh, always um, signing out. It's a, like a tailgate party. So I'm signing autograph and kissing babies and you know, <laughs> doing what I've been. Not being a politician. No, no, no. That's <laughs> out having fun, man. Because the, the, the main thing about it is, man, is when the fans come up to you and they start telling you their stories and my mm -hmm. dog was named after you or, you know, my dad used to jump up every time you did the grave digger stuff, stuff like that. That's fun, man. But, you know, just being in that atmosphere and watching Green Bay change. I mean, just going down on night and, and seeing all that new stuff, man. Yeah. Prime quarter still there though. And that first day gone. Gilbert, how long were you how long were you here when you realized that wow, if you're a Packer, you're like a Packer for life? Like I know you retired, but you're you're, you're still Packer at 52 and you're gonna be a Packer at 72 and 92. How long was it before you went that that's kind of unique to this place? Day one. Really? Wow. Day one. I tell you, I tell you, is there's a hallway that uh, we used to walk down to go to practice. It had all the championship banners and it had all the legends. For the 10, 11 years I walked down that hallway on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, on a Monday, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. I knew from day one, that's the place. And we welcome you back with open arms. John, I don't know if you know this. That's actually where I met Gilbert was in the middle of the parking lot at Stadium View, walking <laughs> past me with Santana Dotson. And I don't know if you stuck around, Gilbert, but Don Mikowski played the guitar like it was his job. I don't know if you were there for that, but that was crazy. That's why I left. That's why I left. <laughs> That's why I left. Absolutely nuts. You know what was well, crazy before, before we go? You know what's crazy? is we was driving in a car. It was me, Santana, and Don Mikowski, right? And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, how does Don Mikowski feel when you threw him on his neck when he played for the Lions? They got a picture of you dumping him on his neck. How do you think he feels sitting in the backseat, Santana? He said, you better not say nothing. That wouldn't be that <laughs> <laughs> I, by the way, I saw you in the back of a car in like a Donald, a uh, 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 Brooks, um, 
Well, I can't think of the Lamboli. What did I say? Brooks, Brooks, Brooks. Uh, Robert no. Brooks. Robert Brooks video. Let's not bring that up. <laughs> hey, you, listen, at this point, you already punched that, me in the face. I'm just bringing ruined, it all up now. That ruined, that ruined my acting career right there. Just, <laughs> just ruined it. Jump in the stand. Me and Aaron Taylor sitting in the back of a, a, a car looking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, you so it's some of those things on this time on this earth that come back to haunt you. That's one of them. Yeah. Listen, I'm glad my early tapes in this business cannot be found because if they were, <laughs> you'd just be like, what are you, you know, how did you ever get a job? Right, right, right. right. So I, I, I know, I know what it, listen, you guys watch tape all the time. I don't want to watch the tape from, from back when it was there. Oh, so it's okay. Oh, but oh. anyway, hey, I appreciate your good naturedness, even though I might have brought up the purple team and perhaps taking second place one time in a Super Bowl. Uh, but it's, it's great. And as a kid that grew up in Wisconsin during lean times, uh, guys like you, guys like Leroy that were there. And I get what Reggie did, but he was like, like th that's where you started turning the Titanic and it has not about faced. It has been nothing but, you know, a trend up for 30 odd years. And, uh, so, um, as a person working here, I appreciate your time as a kid of green Bay. I appreciate what you did because it, 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 there's no doubt that the city and its mood always reflects sort of how the Packers are and, and you changed the culture and like you said, part of the reason that city's different now is because of the success you guys had. And that is uh, that's an amazing thing to do. And it's amazing how it still resonates through that community. So uh, I appreciate that and appreciate you taking some time for us here on Inside Wisconsin. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. Yep, for your question. Everyone, <laughs> everyone, get out there. John, it's surreal for me to meet my childhood idols, right? Like, I, I'm not a defensive lineman, but that was the guy of mm -hmm. maybe a handful that were like my heroes when I was young. That was great. Gilbert Brown. Uh, just uh, no hubris there whatsoever, right? Compute, uh, complete humility in terms of what it is he did. And he can down downplay it, but there are a lot of guys that, as he mentioned, got all pro nods. Uh, and got a lot of shine on that Packer defense because he was just in there taking it on every down, you know, like the quarterback and the nose tackle. Every down, they're they're involved. That's center, you know, every collision and two and three guys that just you know, your job is just to take up bodies. And that day, for a thankless job, it's neat that he is so well recognized and appreciated yeah. for the thankless job he did. Do you think that's because they won the Super Bowl, or was that just the guy that we watched, eh? No, I mean, I, the Super Bowl always helps, right? Go look at, you know, when you had dynasties of teams that were really good for a long time, and the Packers maybe weren't quite that there. They were, you know, maybe a game or two away. You know, but there's a reason that people realize that, you know, the steel curtain for the for the Steelers, but that you knew L.C. Greenwood and Dwight White, in addition to being great Joe uh, – uh, uh, Joe Green and and Ernie Holmes, because I know you can name all those guys too. Uh, but but that that brings all those guys in, and that's why people remember all them. But he was really he was unique in what he did, because there aren't that many true nose tackles. He said, and then and then he did. He had a thing, right? And if he had that little bit, and and the way people responded to it, right? Like they couldn't wait. The tackle was great. Then everybody was on their edge. Couldn't wait for the, you know, the grave digger. So, um, 
you know, I think all those things conspire to make the guy uh, really memorable. But it's true. If you look at the stats on the sheet in the back of his, his bubble gum card, you're going to go, okay, the guy had you know, guy had seven sacks. Ten, seven. Not his job. You know how many right. sacks the Packers had because that guy did his job? A hundred. Right. <laughs> <So, laughs> that's, well, that's probably not far off. A lot of memories in my childhood involved mm-hmm. Gilbert Brown on a Sunday with the Green Bay Packers. That was awesome. Speaking of memories, when you were a child, it's time for another tale of John Wisconsin. What is up this week? This might be the most painful story I could ever relate from Jeez. my childhood. Set it up. Yep. And and because <laughs> Halloween is, you know, we're in the Halloween season. And a lot of kids go as Packers, right? Oh, I, People go yeah. to Gilbert Brown, put some, you know, some little tight that, Stuff some pillows in his jersey and makes it go. But as you know, the weather can be tricky that time of year, correct? You're in with that? You, we can agree on that? Yep. The uh, bunny costume that I wore when I was seven proves that right. Yep. Right. So I am what? I don't know. Nine, ten, eight. We're, we're in a formative age, grade school. We're still we're still there with the old John F. Kennedy uh, grade school. And I get a Hulk costume, right? And it's the typical Hulk costume you get from from uh Shaco, right? It's a dollar ninety-eight, or it's got the mask with the just the rubber band behind it that's gonna last maybe the whole session. But I I got the and then the the very thin uh green Hulk costume with the muscles on it. We shove some stuff in there to make me look big. And I'm so, and then Halloween comes, I'm all ready. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. I'm the Hulk, I'm Bruce Banner, I'm ready, I'm gonna go menace people, and uh, I'm a frightening character to be sure. And then of course it turns out to be like 38 and snowing. <laughs> so what do I have to do? Put on the parka, zip it up. The old parka with the face that came out with, you know, the, 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 the fur around the edge. And now I'm there with probably Jimmy Carrick and Jeff Sutrick. And we're going and we go to the very first door. We knock on the door and the lady opens it up and she looks at me and goes, Oh, how cute. You're an Eskimo. And I was so pissed. <laughs> I'm like, lady, I am a superhero. I'm the Hulk. How cute. You're Eskimos. Jesus. Nope, it's 38 and snowing. Still not sure that I'm over that one. Even <laughs> the Halloween when the kids come. Like they're, I'm just waiting for it to be a cold day so I can take some kid and just give it back. I know, I know, and I know Gilbert just gave us sort of an impassioned thing on why we should be nice to people and not bully them. But I want to have some kid and just go, oh, look at you. You're an Eskimo. Aren't you Nanook of the North? And and have him go, I'm Spider-Man. But yeah, so that, that still to this day is a crushing blow from my childhood. Like I said, I'm not sure I had a more traumatic uh, experience as a youngster where the, this kindly old lady, and I'm sorry, I get that she was given the whole Hershey bar because sometimes you went to those houses ooh, where they ooh. didn't make up for it. The whole Hershey mm-hmm. bar did not make up for the fact that, oh, how cute, you're an Eskimo. <laughs> that's my story there are a lot of pictures from back when we were both younger that the costumes that we put on are today's horror films are you kidding those masks with the rubber band that you were talking about my god and it snapped almost instantly had to retie like it could not have been cheaper yep. you know cost the quality of costumes right now which by the way is still awful is a hundred it had to be a hundred times better just to get to awful and there it is but <laughs> Oh, well, you went in there and, you know, because Shopko was great that I found this Hulk. It wasn't a Bozo the Clown. You know, it wasn't, it was, it was like, okay, this is going to be, 
This is great. That stunk. Speaking but of, I don't ass, sound bitter at all, do I? Right? Like I totally no. sound like I'm over it. No. If that was you, though, in that moment, I would have ripped open that coat and been like, I am the Hulk. Dude, I was like 4'3", 87 pounds. I could barely get the thing unzipped, let alone tear it apart. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. All right, as we wrap this episode up, speaking of masks, it was awesome. That's a good story. Your story was awesome. You being embarrassed, that's awesome. All right. So uh, as we wrap up this episode, it's time for another Deeper Roots with our friends at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. You're going to love this. I went down to Janesville, Wisconsin. And uh, got to meet the owner and president and managing partner of the Janesville Jets, the amateur junior hockey program that's there mm-hmm. in Janesville. And we talked for a while, and then I got on the ice. And I was a goalie. Or a sit. You were a goalie? Okay. No, I was a sit. <gasps> I didn't stop anything, actually. Uh, it's How funny. do you not? You're as big as the goal. Because my waist was at the crossbar. And so in order for me to stop things, it was all below. And then the stick Butterfly, was. Get down, get loose. Let's I go. did. And then it, it, so it's, it, you'll see it. But there's one piece of this where I said, all right, I'm going on my knees, which I didn't do right. Because apparently you're not supposed to just kneel on those pads. You flip them up and make a thing. But I didn't do that. Never done this Back before. And then, and then I was like, all right, shoot one at my glove so I can try to use my glove. And he zipped one right over my head. I'm like, whoop, this job is not for me. Let's uh, let's do something else and skate around a little bit. Uh, anyway, good story. Like all these stories, uh, we go after some deep-rooted stuff with Farm and Fleet. This is another episode of Deeper Roots. John with the Jets. Go ahead. I just want to make sure, since you are on like, could you get up and walk right now? Or do you have some sort of cast or a cane nearby? Fair question. I am fine. No You're injuries. Healthy. Okay. We're everybody I was will watch uh, without worry. I will. I was, I was going to watch with great dread and trepidation. Now I will watch just for the entertainment value. There's a part of me. I wish you wouldn't have known that because there is, there's a very good chance that I would have been injured in this one, but yep. I signed the waiver. We're all good. All right. Deeper roots with Blaine's farm and fleet. We head to the Janesville jets. All right. Let's go do some hockey goalieing. story of my life farmers brewers hunters packers badgers cheeseheads neighbors no matter what name we go by we are bound together by our roots these are the people the stories and the statriotism from inside wisconsin welcome to deeper roots with blaine's farm and fleet another episode of deeper roots in Janesville, Wisconsin, the Janesville Jets, Bill McCushion. I got that right. You got it right. So uh, founder of the Janesville Jets, managing partner of the Janesville Jets, president. Do you feel in his goalie? Like, where are we at? That's a heck of a title. I played goalie one year in Pee Wee, so (laughs) I I could do it if they needed it. That's awesome. So give us the the deeper roots story of you in hockey as we sit here in the Janesville Ice Arena, which, by the way, it's clear you didn't come with this building. No, this one's 50 years old. Hopefully we're going to get a new facility here in the next couple of years. But sort of the backstory on this is I grew up in a hockey town, Superior, Wisconsin, and was fortunate enough to be able to play in three state high school championship games. I was on two teams that won the high school state championship. And then I got involved with youth hockey through my sons and uh, junior hockey. I noticed that Wisconsin kids weren't getting opportunities that other kids were getting. So what was it that made you go, of all the things I could do, let's start a junior hockey team. I had the means to do it. I had the desire to do it, 
I had been part of Team Wisconsin, which is the elite midget program here in Wisconsin. Those are kids 16 to 18. Their next step on their journey is, is junior hockey, and I'd see a lot of really good players go to junior tryouts and get cut. Didn't make any sense to me. As you were bringing the Jets to Janesville, what was it about this community that went, let's do that, that's sweet. It's a good-sized town, it's 66,000 people. If you wanna do things at night, a lot of times you gotta to go to Madison or Rockford or Chicago or Milwaukee. There wasn't sort of that entertainment aspect here in town that was affordable for families. But it almost didn't happen, Trevor, because General Motors closed a year sooner than we thought they would. Oh, wow. It was in October of 2008, I'll never forget it. I come downstairs, I read the Wisconsin State Journal banner headline, GM to close at the end of the year. And our goal was to start in 2009. And my wife comes downstairs and she says, what's the matter? And I said, GM's gonna close a year early. I don't know if we can do Janesville anymore. And she says, that town needs you now more than ever. And I called uh, my other major partner at the time, Mark Cullen from J.P. Cullen and Sons, and I said, here's what's going on, what do you think? And he said, what do you think? I said, Carol thinks we ought to give it a shot, the town needs us, and he said, I'm in if you're in. Well, sort of our three-part mission is affordable family entertainment, developing and advancing elite athletes who wanna achieve their dream of playing college hockey, and then community service. We do more than 2,000 hours of community service per year. We make sure that the kids understand they have to give back. If they get this opportunity to achieve their dream, then they owe something to the community that gave them that opportunity. What is it about the Jets and what you offer here at the NAHL level that keeps families coming back? Fun. It's something fun to do in Janesville, Wisconsin on a Friday or Saturday night. They know these kids are part of the community. They're, they get to be part of their journey. They know these kids are here for one, two, maybe three years max, and, and they get to know them a little bit. This level, you have to have a community behind you, otherwise it doesn't go from not only sponsorships around the arena, but ticket sales, and then there's this host family thing. We call them billet families in hockey, and, and our kids are required by uh, league rules to live with a host family, even if they're 18 or 19 or 20 years old. And we think that makes them more part of the community, and these families become their family. There's a huge, I don't know, pride piece to that when the, the, the kids, literally kids, 16 to 20 years old, come in here, and now they're in the NHL. How many are in there? Well, we've had three play games in the NHL so far. We've had four total that have been drafted. So they're not the same group of people. Those four who have been drafted still are, I think, are a very good shot to play in the NHL. And I think there are one or two kids on this year's team who may get that same opportunity in the future. So by the way, we're the first team in the history of junior hockey in the United States to allow a girl to play in a game. Annalise Bergmas is now a freshman at Cornell University. It was tremendous. We had this whole arena that night, Trevor, filled with moms and little girls. And after the game, they all want to get a hug and a picture with Annalise Bergman. We lost that night two to one, but she stood on her head. We ran into a hot goalie. Annalise did her part. Speaking of hot goalies, I think I'm going to put some pads on here yeah? in a second and maybe see if I'm up. You ready for a heater? Am I? No. The answer to that is no. Um, what's the opposite of a hot goalie? Is it this, this word named Siv? Siv. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you got it. Is there an idea of how one stands up in one leg? One leg at a time. One leg at a time. Yep. Look at there that. There you go. Look at that. Okay. They fit. Our goal is 6'5", maybe a buck 80. I want to be in here when he puts these back on. Oh, this does not smell good. Dude needs to hit the weight room, too. His arms are pretty tiny. Hey, damn, Trevor, we might tender you. You're about the right size yeah. for us. We like I'm that. I'm 40. You're out of eligibility for juniors. Look at, Look at that. There we go. You are ready to rock. Yeah, I am officially sweating. Hey, it works. I'm in. Look at that. 
That's awesome. Oh, got the glove. He needs to break this in more. I need to get stronger. All right. Right? This is going to be an iconic Deeper wow. Roots. Going to test me. Okay. First test is going to be not to fall. <laughs> hey, look at Looking me. good, Trevor. Looking good. No, nope, I don't think good is what we uh, look, but... <sighs> I see them... Like this, right? You gotta rawr, rawr. And then cutting up the ice? Yeah, just you know, you know help I can get, Bill. Woo! You should probably back up, huh? <laughs> Are you getting nervous? Um getting no. This Am, is just yes. warming you up, that's all. When these kids get here, they're fairly developed already from a hockey standpoint, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. You're not teaching much. No. Well, yeah, we are. We're trying to get them to the next level. So a heater would be if I yeah, get a not, slap shot. We're not gonna do that. I feel like that's not a good idea. So I take it the stick is supposed to protect The here. stick's got the middle, right there. Noted. Yeah. Can't see other. Okay. Protect the middle, Trevor, with the stick. <laughs> now you know why I played basketball. Here, you want that back? I think you're doing great. No, I'm not, I'm doing terrible. Fans are not happy, the coach is ready to pull you. You need to make a save. Okay, I'm on it. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Oh! I'm on oh. one now, let's go. You gotta save. Look at that, ready? Why do you go between my legs? It makes me look so <laughs> stupid. Uh. Why am I trying to kick it? I'm trying to kick the puck out of the way. I feel like maybe this <laughs> stick isn't big enough to cover between my legs. <laughs> Couple more and then we'll chat mid-ice. All right. This is not meant for a 6'8 man. I'm going out here. All right, let's go <sighs> chat. <sighs> so on game night, when those stands are full, there's nothing like it for a hockey player. Gives them a lot of energy. A lot of times there's college scouts here, sometimes pro scouts here. These kids are competing their tails off to try and get a college scholarship. And that's what makes junior hockey fun. Every night could be your, could make the difference for you. How many people do you see? 1,100 is sold out. We typically get a few sellouts every year. There's nothing like that when it happens. I mean, the whole town's buzzing about it for weeks afterwards, um, how much fun it was and how loud and crazy it was in the arena. You know, we try and create a special experience, not only for the fans, but the kids on the ice. Why the Janesville Jets? Why? How do you get somebody that, like myself, I didn't grow up playing hockey, in case you were wondering, yep. that was proof. How do you get somebody to fall in love with this? It starts at a young age, and usually your friends are playing, the neighborhoods, are, kids are playing, your uh, brother played, maybe your sister played, and, and you've been going to games and, and you just wanna do it. Only thing you pay for if you come here are your skates and your billet fees, which are your monthly rental fees to live with a local family. That's it. Kids aspire to be here. This is a level they know that they can get noticed, get that exposure, get great coaching uh, to help develop them and take them to the next level. But there's something about a sold out small piece. So how do you combat that as you go forward? So the new arena would have 500 more seats. So it's not huge by junior hockey standards, but we think we can fill that too. And have a heck of a time in a sold out arena like this in yeah. Janesville, Wisconsin. You're doing some special stuff. Throw down that glove. 
I mean, not really. Let's not do that. I, I'll land on my feet. Pull the jersey over yeah. and let you have it? Why is that the thing? Why do you pull the jersey over the head? To take away the arms of the other guy. And that, right? It works. It works. And then you didn't do this. It works. You're big time, Bill. This Thank is cool, man. This, I'm really glad you invited us out to tell the story of the Jets and really your story. Deeper Roots is about a people, a person, uh, a family, and from Superior, Wisconsin to Janesville, you couldn't have covered more of the state of Wisconsin in your time, right? But you moved to Madison and you took a leap and, and you're onto something. It's been fun. Honored to be part of it and you know, be part of kids' journey to get to the next level and be part of this community, the revitalization of this community. You know, it's probably the most rewarding part, part of our lives. Cheers, Thanks, man. man. Thanks a lot for having yeah. us. There we go, I there mean, we go. I like that you threw it right at me. I play first in men's league, beer league, softball. You're talking and I'm literally sliding <laughs> right past the camera. <laughs> we probably have more division one goalies over the last 15 years than any other team in junior hockey. You gonna be the next? No, <laughs> no. I'm gonna be up there with a the Miller Lite. It's okay, as long as you bring your family and a bunch of friends. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't skated in a long time. <laughs> and actually ever in hockey goalie gear. Oh, I see what this is. I don't need, I don't need that. Well, that was fun. Turns out I'm not a goalie, in case you were wondering, but I did have a blast meeting Bill McCoshin on another great episode of Deeper Roots here with our friends at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. If you want to dig deeper into Bill and the Janesville Jets, just visit janesvillejets.com or follow along on their social media. They do a great job down there. Of course, we're always looking for our next Deeper Roots guest as well, so please reach out with your deep-rooted story. Fill out the form online at farmandfleet.com slash deeperroots. Don't forget to like and comment below. Hit subscribe if you're watching on the YouTube, and if you're listening to the podcast side, we're always grateful for a five-star review. All right, thanks. We'll catch you soon. Talk to you later. Bye. Remember to subscribe on YouTube, leave a review, smash the like button, just get with us. The Inside Wisconsin Show is brought to you by American Family Insurance, Aaron's Company, Blaine's Farm and Fleet, Capital Credit Union, Festival Foods, Quick Trip, Miller Lite, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, Provea Health, and the University of Wisconsin Platteville. <laughs>